Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shad. This week we're covering Malignant. I'm having visions. Dr. Florence Weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning. Did you know her? No, but I saw her die. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing murders. As they're happening. Hello? He says his name is Gabriel. I think he's someone from my past. Whatever happened to you before you joined our family hurt you in a way that I can't even imagine. Stop saying that. Maddie, who are you talking to? Gabriel. Is he your imaginary friend? Imaginary friend? He's the devil. Whatever it was. He killed again. He's getting closer. He wants to talk to you. Mom, what do you know? He's coming for me. So we viewed this at home on HBO Max, and it is also playing in theaters. Probably by the time we release this, which would be tomorrow, it'd be out of the theater already. <laughs> Since things last in the theater one week now. Um, <laughs> the movie has some recognizable to hardcore horror fans. Oh, my bad. I just totally, totally stopped and went forward with the thing. I stopped and then moved. Uh, we have a special guest today. See, I'm not used to having a special guest. That's why. And also, <laughs> kind of like in the movie, spoiler alert, there will be shit tons of spoilers in this podcast. So if you have not seen the film, do not listen to this cast. Watch it and then come back. Uh, she's a part of me. <laughs> <laughs> we are one. Carrie, my best friend, is back. Yay. 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 Returning from many years ago when we did our best vampire movie episode. Yes. Yes. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. She did with One two other, other persons. Person. One other person. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like watching it at home, kind of. Basically. <laughs> and it was in a big theater, too. Wow. Uh, I'm sure the theater experience is completely different. We would have gone, but life... So there's some recognizable people right off the bat. There's beginning scene. There's a nurse. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Anaxa Sanum Noom Noom. Anaxa Sanum. Anaxa Patricia Velasquez from The Mummy 1 and 2. And also 
from a podcast we actually did from Warlock to Samantha, um, the actress's Paula Marshall. She's also in the film. She plays a hypnotist. So you might, you know, you've seen those movies enough times. You might be like, hey, I recognize these people. There's a few other people in it too. One of the people, one of the doctors in it is played by Christian Clemenson, who uh, the hardcore nerds will remember from The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. He was Socrates Poole on that for the whole series. <laughs> Yeah, no, and then you guys ever nope. saw that. But yeah, nope. <laughs> I, I saw like five episodes. I vaguely remember this person. Yeah, he was in that. Uh, he was in something else recently, too. I can't remember what it was now. I think he might have been in one of the Blade movies or something. Oof. Yeah. Well, you know, you got you to gotta have a check. So this movie, I would put it under all the categories. If this was a Netflix, it would be under comedy. It would be a drama. It would be a... Suspense. Suspense thriller and horror. Yeah. Did I miss something? I feel like I want to add a romantic comedy, but mm, mm. no, not a romantic comedy. No. The there, romance happens. There is a little romance. There's a little ro- romance, well, between the sisters. Is that the romance? No. The love they have for one another. No, the sister and the cop had a oh. budding romance. Oh, yes. Yeah, he was kind of, they were kind of flirting with each other. Yes. Yes, there was flirting over dead bodies. That did occur in the film. Yeah, and we should mention that the uh, the one who plays the prominent crime scene tech, tech in this, Ingrid Basu, also co-wrote the movie and is married to James Wan. Yes. Oh, did we not mention that this is a James Wan movie? I figured everyone already knew. Yeah, but just for the record. So, yes, Mr. Wan decided, you know what? I got all this money coming in from these movies. Got Aquaman 2 coming out, some other shit, I'm sure. And uh, I'm just going to make a crazy fucking movie. The yeah. craziest movie I have ever seen, me, Betty, in my life. Uh, there are a lot of things that happen in the film. Um, <laughs> the, transi- the transitions of the music were very odd. Great score slash soundtrack, in my opinion. Yeah, the music was fine. It was just very weird i felt like at one point there was gonna be like that like that seinfeld thing you know at one point when they're like looking over the dead body yeah i'm like i don't know that was the right choice of music you know and the music in this is by that uh, joe bashara who among all his accomplishments is the red demon guy he looks like darth maul in the insidious movies because he played him yeah he played him as well as doing the music i believe because that one was so low budget, there everybody was doing multiple things on that. Also, there is a scene where he is playing a piano in the movie when yeah. he when they first go into his oh, lair. Right. Yeah, so yeah. So yes, he would be the perfect person to be doing that because literally he was and he's a very music. tall, thin guy too. So yeah, he. I think that's where they got that extra. Give me imp- a it follows score kind of vibe in yeah. certain parts when it had like the very odd transitions. Cool. But odd. Yeah, and I know you're not really into supernatural films, so I didn't think you were going to get past, like, the first, I don't know, 20 minutes of the movie. Yes. That was scary, and then everything after that was, what the fuck am I watching? Because this is about five different movies. Well, even people have pointed out, and I I noticed it too, that we watched it at home, we had the captions on. Even the captions are kind of hilarious, where, like, they're talking to someone, and she'll say, I'm adopted, and then underneath them it says, like, dramatic dark music. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, the hell does that mean? Yeah. (laughs) It was foreshadowing that there's some shady shit going on with that adoption. Yeah. Dark Dark foreboding music. Dark and ominous. Like in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Yes, the dark and ominous music for sure. 
So I don't even, the you know, uh, maybe we should give a quick synopsis of the film in case you have not seen it. Maybe you haven't seen it and you're like, I'm not going to watch this. I feel like everyone should watch this movie. This is the movie that you need to watch one time. And there's only two people. Either you fucking love it or you fucking hate it. I feel like you can't... I feel like I'm in the middle, though. <laughs> Maybe, no, I I fucking love to hate it. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all over the place with the film. I have very strong feelings uh, that fit both sides. So I love hate this. I have a love-hate relationship with the film. Yeah. Hate it not... In the way that I wish maybe one direction was, they went in one direction, but then that's what makes the film great, that it is all over the place because the movie itself, the concept, the plot, which has been done in other things in one shape, way, or form, Mm -hmm. but not like this. So, Shad. So, the basic plot of this is we have the woman uh, who is having, starts having flashes of, you know, she's having like an abusive marriage and things are not going well for her. And then, you know, the very first night, which is not really a spoiler, you see this right off the bat, uh, she gets abused by her husband and he turns up dead the next morning. And we see the creepy thing that was downstairs that kills him. And then after she gets out of the hospital, she starts having these visions of everyone that's being killed. Yes. And they're very creepy. Like they do a great job of like the whole apartment like melts around her and then she's just in the person's house that's being murdered. And they're all connected. Yeah. It doesn't take long to figure out all the murders are connected and it just goes from there. You start finding out then her past, she had, this is in the trailer too, so you had an imaginary friend that caused some problems. So you're like, they right off the bat, it gives me the vibes of that movie Z that we covered a few years ago from Popcorn Frights with the imaginary friend. Yes, Brandon Christensen. Yeah, and right off the bat, I was like the, you know, this. I thought this is what that was going to be. Was it was going to be the imaginary friend doing things, but they they go in a little bit different direction. Well, that's because the editing of the trailer is smart. It's yeah, probably it, one of the best edited trailers because usually trailers nowadays they show you the whole fucking movie. Even sometimes the end of the movie they will show in a trailer. You don't know it's the end until after you see the film. Yeah, I'm looking at you, quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the the end of that movie is in the trailer and the poster. <laughs> I'm done. So they they definitely I don't know. I just the synopsis so can we just say it's like troubled relationship uh ends and women finds unexpected tied relations <laughs> with a long lost sibling. Can we can that be the <laughs> slash matrix? <laughs> yeah, so uh, from here on out I say I have to say we're going to be into spoiler territory, so yeah, because it's really hard to talk about anything with the plot on this without spoiling something. <coughs> so, yes, this film, you know, you I, I did not feel bad for the woman. I actually was very upset because my first thought was, wow, it's current day. We're going to assume um, they're cell phones. So it's, you know, and they were iPhones. I mean, yeah, it's present right? day. Now, yeah, because it said, I think, 19 or 23 years later or something. Oh, yes, from 1996. That's yeah. the movie starts in 1996, which I also thought was hilarious. So, yes. So there we have it. It's modern day, and this woman is still in an abusive relationship. And I know that, yes, unfortunately, that is a thing. But I was like, look, 
if he has already such a troubled past where you've already lost two children because they don't really go into the reason why she lost the children until a little ways into the film. They kind of allude to the fact that he potentially caused her to lose the babies. Yeah. And by his behavior, one would think, okay, I would be out, okay, after the first one. This is not something where I'm like, whatever. But nevertheless, it's not that kind of a movie. We get past the abuse. Then he dies. I was happy. And <laughs> the woman... Do you want to mention what he did to her, though? Um, He bashed her head in a wall. And now she has had... She has head injuries in the back of her head. Oh, yes, she and does. And that comes into play. Yes, big time. And, you know, you kind of pick up on some clues... After so, I want to say probably a week or two. Like the third time. Have gone by and she keeps bleeding on the back of her neck. Right at the back of her head. Right off the bat, I was like, there was some some kind of twin. She was a conjoined twin probably in the back of her head. There's something wrong. That's what I thought. And there's even, yeah, there's even that scene where they're doing an interview with her and it looks like there might be someone kind of setting behind her. Oh, yeah, further into the movie. I thought there was going to be that you were going to find out there was the, that was where the twin was conjoined, was right at the back of her head. In the, it was conjoined by the face. Yeah. That's what I totally thought. And then that was where the thing was like kind of fucked up when you see it later. It's like, oh, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be conjoined like right on the face or the back of the head or some way that makes it look really hideous now. We're also going to put in the genre. I want to throw sci-fi. Yeah. Because you. sci-fi. Yeah. Is magic a. Supernatural elements to it, which there shouldn't necessarily be there. (laughs) Well, and. Spoiler. The I think the reason why they're there is because he has oh, that control. Yeah, because of her two dream. people sharing a brain. So he's able to trick her and put her in scenarios where she thinks one thing is going on. I meant like the lights. But the yeah, other the, thing yeah, is going on. Yeah, she's talking about the electrical control. Well, he also has the electrical Maybe he was RH negative. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, he can control like the electricity. He can talk on cell phones. Yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of... He has some... Uh, the, when you find out what it is, he has some interesting magic He's powers. from the 90s, though, mid-90s. That is the start of, like, dial-up and AOL, right? Like, the hot... <laughs> like, where it's really fucking hot. So, he just took that Can knowledge... to what he, he was? Yeah. He, she was born with a parasitic twin. Yeah. That was attached to the back of her head and her spine. And he looks a little like Belial from the Basket Case movies. Yes, which would be part of our (laughs) recommendations later on. But like a skeleton Belial. He looked very malnourished. Which is why he was very hungry. Reminded me also of the Queen Alien's baby in Alien 4, like the hybrid. Yeah, the weird kind of that like whitish pumpkin head. Yeah. Very pumpkin head. Yeah, a little bit on the pumpkin head, too. Yes. Especially when it's like the little pumpkin head, you know, yeah. the little arms. Mini pumpkin head. Or the terrible, terrible scene. Actually, it looked better than this, but uh, chapter two, it, the little baby, little baby it. Oh, yeah, baby Little head. baby Pennywise. With the little arms. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Oh, God, that was so terrible. So. We also have a podcast on that. See, uh, our old podcast on they that. They come, <laughs> they start unraveling the clues about her past. Through her mom. Yeah. Her adoptive mom. Yeah, through documents and fucking people that were there. And, the and you know, 
bodies start showing up and all the bodies are connected in one way because yeah, it's all, all the, the doctors that she's seen are all the doctors from the hospital where she went as a kid when she had the little uh twin on the back I was in gabriel gabriel like they course. gave him such a name like it's such a kind of generic name I was dark angel yeah but i was expecting something super creepy for his name i didn't name even it. think about that yeah but yeah, so that's where they, you know, they figure out pretty soon they're all connected to her because like, oh, it's all the people that treated her when she was a kid are all showing up dead. So of course the cops immediately are like, well, you're doing this shit. And yeah. her sister even says, well, no, she's just seen the murders psychically. Don't you guys do that? Don't you yes, consult people all psychi- the time? What we think she has psychic abilities, that's what they allude to. And then the cops are just like, no, that's not a thing. We don't do that. And like, oh, well, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's there goes the Seinfeld music. Yeah, and Kramer walks into the fucking <laughs> slides into the police. <laughs> that would have been fucking classic. Why couldn't they have done that? But yeah, so see, we're all over the place because the movie is literally it's, all over. It's the all place. over the place. And what's your favorite? I will streamline. What is your favorite part of the movie? Uh, my favorite part is when the end, when Gabriel just goes batshit nuts in the police station and just goes full matrix and just kills like 85 cops in there. Okay. And I'm thinking like at some point did any of those cops just go, you know, this is not worth it and just run the other way. (laughs) I did think the CGI for it was pretty cool because basically Gabriel emerges. Yeah. You see him kind of pop out takes over and it's like a kind of a regan crawly oh by the way that's not cgi that's an actual it was a contortionist from what is it america's got talent when she like when he put his like arms back yeah like i'm I'm talking about the fight scene yeah well no the fight scene yes yes i I thought it could have gone real bad and i think i mean it was a little funny but it still looked pretty decent it still looked pretty yeah it looked pretty good but yeah, uh, we forgot to mention too, when they decide like, okay, we've had you here for all these years with this parasitic twin, this little Which, tiny arm. Wait, wait, back. let's pause, let's pause there. Let's pause, <laughs> let's pause. This is the part also that I was super pissed because I was like, okay, I know we're not going to have a movie <coughs> if this is a thing, but are you kidding me? These doctors, okay, who had the welfare of this child in their hands, they were given the, you know, the mother gave them up to to them to take care they're like you know what Mm, we're just gonna write this one out and uh we're just gonna see where this goes for a couple of years and uh destroy this little girl's life like the little girl was never gonna have a normal fucking life they just the decision attached to her yes not and then (laughs) well because we've already got into that they decide oh we're gonna separate them we're just gonna chop off the legs they couldn't the separate it all the way. Piece of the spine. Her, yeah. They shared so a brain. then they we, really we just... let her live with this fucker <laughs> eating away at her fucking nutrients and sharing her fucking body and doing creepy shit, you know, for like eight years. But now we're just gonna 
you know, separate, s- separate them, and we're gonna stuff that fucker because we can't get rid of the eyeball and the, the brain. The stuffing head. the head back in into gonna... the fucking skull, like <laughs> and then crazy glue that, it up. That doesn't work. Like there, her brain's already in there, and this thing's got a full face. It's they huge. just poked it down in there, and just like <laughs> closed her head over it and said. That's fine. No I'm sure scars, was... nothing. Like... Yeah, she had no scars. Well, we her couldn't back. really see. Oh, well, I think you meant on her head because her hair was really long. Well, obviously, back, for I mean, purposely I guess, long. I guess they probably went out of their way to not show the big. If there was a big scar on her back, to not show it because if they had, everybody would have went immediately. Oh, I know exactly. what it is. Exactly, that would have given away the whole fucking thing. So they didn't show it, but she had to have had some kind of scar because this institute doesn't look like the kind of place that cares about how you look. <laughs> It you looks know. like the House on Haunted Hill remake house, but about three times as tall. Yeah, it yeah. was huge. And Super also... Super random. And it was the... <laughs> on the edge, on the edge of, of a, a cliff. fucking cliff. <laughs> and, like, that was probably the worst effect in the movie, because it was like, well, that's obviously, like, a matte painting or whatever there. They couldn't have found a real hospital to shoot in. And this was the one that cracked me up, was, like, I, where she drives up to the edge of the cliff and just parks her car, like... A half an inch from like a 500 foot drop off. And then it's like, yes, this is fine. I'll At party. night by herself. Yeah. In an insane asylum. Yeah. With no like... weapon. No backup. The bitch didn't even bring a flashlight. It's like, look, I'm going to go to the yeah, abandoned. She used her cell phone flashlight. <laughs> I'm going to go to the abandoned insane asylum at night. And I'm not going to take anyone with me. I'm not telling anyone where I'm going. Nothing. And also, we all know <laughs> she kept the Wi-Fi on the phone the whole time. It was trying to find signal. Okay? She was out in the middle of the freaking uh, castle slash mountains. So there was no reception whatsoever. So the Wi-Fi was really working. She probably had like 2% going on her phone. There was so no she way. She was lucky nothing happened to her there because... Look, even if you took out anything creepy, I wouldn't go to an abandoned insane asylum at night now. On the edge of a cliff. <laughs> On the edge of a cliff, no. Okay, we're all saying it's an insane asylum. It wasn't an insane no, asylum. It was a hospital it was a... children with deformities. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Still, not going there at night by myself. But the way they dressed it up, it was an insane asylum. Yeah, it looked like the old creepy, like... Definitely like House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, it like, was running in the 90s, but it had like the 19 turn-of-the-century wooden wheelchairs, which doesn't yeah. make any sense either. <laughs> like, hey, budgets are tough back in the 90s. You yeah, Carrie, in the <laughs> 90s, those wheelchairs from the 90s were from the 1930s. But she was like okay. an award-winning doctor. like <laughs> Exactly. She kept all the money in her pocket. Did you see her house? She was not giving any of the money to the hospital. Yeah, it was... <laughs> they all lived very cushy lives. Back to your favorite scene... My, well, I'm going to save my favorite scene. I want to know what your favorite scene is. The way it was stylized, I think it's just because of the transition and the music and the way it was stylized. There's somebody being held in an attic (laughs) for an unknown reason. They fall through the, the floor and it just goes into like a Stranger Things transition, slow-mo scream. I thought that was just such a cool... It didn't... To me, it didn't fit in the movie at all, but it sounded and looked amazing, just the transition yeah. of that. And that whole thing, too, is like, god damn, how, like, how rickety is your house? Yeah. That, like, you fall in the attic. The attic should be pretty... I mean, it wasn't like that was one of those attics that wasn't finished. It looked like it was a finished attic. She managed to fall through that place. Yeah. Uh, and the, I take that back. The person was known at that point of who brought them there. Yeah. But you don't know who the person is. Yeah. 
And it's it was just crazy. Like you said, she fell through there. And I'm like, oh, damn, that house is rickety. They definitely got termites. But I thought it was such a cool, like, oh, wow, she was up there? Yeah, when you realize where she's at, you're like, holy shit. But the thing is, you don't see that. There's a big fan in that attic, but you don't see that from the house. Like, Maybe that was at the back of the house or the It side. had to have been. But... Maybe it was in the back of the house because <coughs> it was an old... But a house wouldn't have a fan like that. It's an old house. Maybe it's one of those like barnadoniums or some shit that was made into a freaking house. Referencing like aliens, a... it looked like the big fan in Aliens 3 that the guy fell through. It was that big. On a yeah. house, there would be no reason to have that. Well, there are some old houses that do have those. They did just call them attic fans. Oh. Back before, there was a lot of air conditioning. Yeah. I Actually, my mom had a place where it was like you would turn this, flip this switch in the hallway and like a little vent thing that opened. And there was a big attic fan that was supposed to suck out hot air and then, like, blow that out mm-hmm. to help cool the house. It doesn't work with the shit. It does not cool the house at all, but I guess they, they were trying something. Yeah, because heat rises. So yeah. that's where all the fucking hot, the heat was going to be up there. So the, I, it, I get the, the but thought. But it probably just, from, like, the, me and my mom's, all it did was cool the attic, and but that was about it. Yeah, I can't even <laughs> imagine. Yeah, and then this is the other thing. I, the beginning of this film is exactly why I don't want to own a house or live in a large house because you never know what's going on in any other room when you're in one room in the house. You could be, I mean, obviously this woman was there for a while. Okay. I'm not like three years, but more than a day was way too many for you to not know that there was someone living in your house. But the house was large. And creepy She things, was by herself. Creepy things kept happening at night where she was, like, terrified. And the next day, she's, like, totally cool, walking yeah, around, like, not scared fine. at all. She's like, only, I'm only afraid of the nighttime. And in the morning when time. When this, like, creature yes. person is running around like a spider backwards <laughs> or in the street looking at me. But uh, during the day, nothing. I'm totally, totally cool. cool. Totally cool. Don't be My husband about was murdered in this house. Well, I, I don't think she was too sad about that. But yeah, nobody was sad about the husband. Okay. My favorite part of the film. Hmm. Um, Can I guess? Yes. The jail scene. No. Oh, okay. That was not my favorite part of the film. That's when the film just went wackadoodle. Yeah, like you said, when she finally goes to jail and she's in there with like uh, somebody from the Sons of Anarchy and then Foxy Brown. Foxy, somebody that looked like she belonged in a Foxy Brown like 1970s. The 1970s. Yep. Yeah, but everyone exploitative. Everyone in there was. I was like, "What is this?" I literally looked at Shine. I was like, "Is this like the decades dance like jail?" No, like, like everybody looked like um, <laughs> the, the denim, the Zoe Bell. She's Zoe oh, Bell. she's in the movie. Stunt woman. She looked obviously. like she should have been in an Elvis Jailhouse Rock. Yes, um, for sure. Very 50s, music videos. Sixties. She oh, had the denim. Oh, by the, yeah, the Foxy Brown lady, and then just everyone else looked just weird. So and random. Random. Yeah. It was. But this is my favorite. Actually, maybe that was my favorite part. Only because I want part two just to be Gabriel and whatever her name was. Do I mean, do we even care about what her name was? Um, Emily? Was her name Emily? Yes, it was Emily. No. Her, Madison. Madison. Oh. Well, she had her real name. Her real and then name her, was Emily May. Yeah. And then oh, she yeah, had yeah. her. Her adoptive name was Madison. Was Madison who, yeah. And she, we forgot to say. Um, who she is. Uh, Annabelle Wallace. And she is from The Tudors. She played Jane Seymour, the third wife, who died of natural causes after childbirth of Henry VIII. 
<laughs> and wow. she was in Peaky Blinders. Yep. Yeah, we only care about the people that were in horror movies. Wait, did we talk about the people that were in horror movies? Yeah, we did. You did. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, Betty only was... cares about the people the that are in the horror movies. It's not a horror movie. It's, a, it's not a horror movie, but well, it's, she was it's actually within the It's a realm. remake of a monster movie. Exactly. So. She was actually monster. in the uh, uh, new mummy movie with uh, Tom Cruise, too. Oh, yeah, she was. Wow. Really? For her. Well, good for her. She got work. She got a check. That's all that matters. So, I want the second movie to be, it's for all of you people, I I mostly would think it would be guys, and then that, like, random weird girl, that would be me, um, who loves reform school girls, that I want reform school girls with Gabriel and Emily, okay? That's the second film, where they're just in prison, and now they have to deal with being in prison, the two personalities, and then he has to fight you know, people are stealing Gabriel's fucking, you know, shampoo for his luxurious hair. He's fucking <laughs> pissed. Some bullshit like that. That's, I need the second one to be in prison. Because, yes, that prison scene did remind me of typical 80s, 70s, 80s woman so prison movies. Have you seen a lot of women prison movies? No. You have to see Reform School Girls because you will love it. I own it. It's my favorite prison woman movie so of all time random and then gabriel emerged yeah and gabriel was not happy to be in the women's prison they really should have just left his ass alone and he, they, they that was like the whole thing is that flipped everything on its head was it was really her body committing all these crimes but gabriel took over yeah. and it happened because he was reactivated after he, the husband hit Smashed her head into the wall. Smashed her head into the wall. Yeah. It cracked open like the little egg in like Jurassic Park when the fucking thing is like chipping out. Yes. That was Gabriel. He was able to poke his way out. And that's why she, uh, you find out later, of course, that's why she lost all the other pregnancies is because Gabriel was sucking all the nutrients. And I love how her adoptive sister is the one that just randomly figured it out. She put it all together. She put it all together. Didn't, they had no... Nothing, just she's like, oh, that's why you lost all your babies. Gabriel was getting the nutrients from Because them. as an actor in like a theater company, she knows all about this stuff. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yes. And also, don't forget, they didn't need to give a lot of backstory to her because we already know, obviously, besides she's a sister, she's creative because she's taking care of kids and working at a fucking princess palace because like, the first time we see her, she's wearing a princess dress. She actually was... A lot of motivation, though. So she was important because... Yeah, she was important. She, she wasn't, was, but she that's was, where she gets her knowledge of how she knew all that shit because she... And then she became Nancy Drew in the movie. She was the one... She and She's the character in the horror film, the recent horror film of, the, like, the last five years where... You know what? No, let's go. Let's go 20 years. Where the person's like... Um, this person was in Ridgefield Memorial. And then they type in the computer Ridgefield Memorial and every single every patient article, article yeah. uh, <laughs> fucking everything that you, everything you needed to know what the fucking nurse ate on October 23rd, 1985. Every information is there. And the click on of the one first Google screen. Yes. yes. That's like, how amazing Google is. It's just first line link. Boom. Done. Yeah. That was her, her purpose. And she knew that the parasitic twin attached to her adoptive sister was the reason she was having miscarriages yep she figured that he out he was gaining his strength and it was the the smashing of the head that, that got him out of his dormant that activated him 
Knowledge is power. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the second movie, I just wanted to be a courtroom thriller where they're just putting uh, Gabriel on trial. Maybe that's how it starts and then they end in the prison. Boom. Yep. Boom. There we go. That would be a good one. That was a high five. All those booms were high fives. So, what would you rate this on the uh, knife scale of uh, one to uh, four knives? Um. Hmm. Oh, let's mention that there. we thought when we first saw it, that the movements, we did say it was a contortionist, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is like the craziest thing. That is That was cool. I mean, again, it's not, it's not that it hasn't, something like that hasn't been done before, but it was imaginative and pretty. Yeah, it was, it was within context of what was going on, how he was able to turn himself around, quote unquote, to speak, yeah, and take control. Yeah, kind of can tell when you don't you when you think it's another entity that like something's weird with the way it moves like chad found when that before he got into oh wait a second um i'm sorry pause pause how how no i gotta take back my prison favorite moment my favorite moment was when the cop follows him in the underground victorian fucking lair (laughs) with the old timey because they they literally set this up at the beginning moon they were like did you know seattle yeah it was seattle yeah did you know back in the so-and-so hundreds that you know there was a city underneath and they just leveled it they just built right over it yeah there's all they're just buildings and and the cars and all the the whole life is down there and i was like well they left pristinely yes it was like land of the lost I was like, what? Are, are they trying to? Is it hooked up with a LeBray fucking TV show that just came out? Is that? It was like the scene in the Lost Boys where they go to the hotel and they're like, you know, when the the earthquake hit, everything fell through and they just built right over it. Except it was like brand new. Yeah. Like, like you could walk in there in its eighteen hundred. I was jealous. I was like, um, excuse me, no one invited me. I would have gone my Victorian wear and had a photo shoot in there. Do you there. think it's real? Yeah, that is real. That's a real thing in but Seattle. Not like that pristine, right? No, I don't think that you can't even get in there, can you? You can get in there. They offer tours and stuff. I would think that that was dangerous. Apparently not. Well, damn it. I'm when this COVID thing is over in three to five years, I'm going to get my <laughs> Victorian wear and I'm going there for a photo shoot. Okay. Yeah. It, it, Gary, it was, was just trip. like Girls so, and it was so random. Like, it was very oh, random. here's this underground city that we built right We've over. And they had to have the fucking carriage. What is it? The kind of car that they were driving. It was, it was, it was old. Carriages. No, it was a carriage. It was carriage. It was a horse oh, driven right. carriage. The horse driven carriage. Okay. We had to have that with the. J- Jack the Ripper-esque being that is walking backwards. Or, or... Because that's what he looked like. He was Or the Laura Lee Sherman. And if you get that reference, yeah. you guys should do a ca- podcast on that movie. Look it up. Laura Lee Sherman and Brittany Murphy's your clue. I, I think the clue would have been Laura Lee Sherman. For the, for <laughs> for the, the real fans. For the hardcore people. She told me and I was like, it didn't dawn on me. I've seen the movie two times. I do love the movie. It is our movie. Yes. I think it's our movie. It's one one of. One of the movies. Um, but definitely, yes. So much like that. And also, I was like, to Shadow, I was like, um, did Bagul have a brother <laughs> and his name Fagul? Is that who, the, is Fagul in this movie? And what yeah. is going on? I don't understand how the cop was at all able to keep up with him. This dude was like, spider man yes. down at the side of a building, but this cop... He was able to chase him care. and keep up with him I have through a Victorian underground city. One word I have. Parkour. Okay. <laughs> it 
was very parkour. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, wait a second. Did they go back in time to 1996 for yes. this scene? Like, they were, like, it in was, the... It was, like... but Early this, 2000s? This entity is supposed to be, like, uber fast. It's it's It was like watching Michael Myers, where the person's running, running, running so fast, he's walking at a snail's pace and somehow... Catches up to him. Yeah, yep. but Michael Myers is magic, so he was able to do that. He got some Harry Potter-ass shit going on. But yeah, this one, yeah, this guy... The magic you know, of Samhain. We got uh, Gabriel <laughs> making it down the... Uh, you know, like you said, he's going down all this shit, and the cop follows him. Man, that guy was dedicated. That was my favorite part. It just kept going deeper. It was like going into the catacombs of yes. France or Paris. And yeah. I was like, are you stupid? Why are you going... To- no one's going to find you, guy. The radio is not going to work down there. You're underground city, okay? It's not going to work. I don't know. That was my favorite part because of the horse-drawn carriages. It was so, again. And the crawling in the walls backwards. random. It was very random. It was very random. What was my analogy that, like, the director, like, took a hit of acid and was, like, coming out of it and was like, Eureka, I've got this movie. There we go. This is how I only got, like, three quarters of the acid, so I didn't get the the very last of it. Like, it was, like, a bum (laughs) halfway through and it just... It's either because it's written by three people and, you know, or, you know, David, uh, James Wan really wanted to use David Sandberg's techniques in the beginning say, of the movie. He referenced somebody's work. Yeah, David Sandberg. Like, he wanted to do the whole light on, light off, the fucking... The... It was, yeah, it was very lights out in the beginning of the movie, yes. too. Yes, yes. Totally I... different movie than the rest. And it feels supernatural. You have a, There's a supernatural element to the movie, and you're like, okay, this also reminds me of Insidious, because that, the, the you know, that was also used there, the, the whole thing. It was a little thing. The Unborn. Yes, you did mention The Unborn. kind of... Yeah twin that wasn't there anymore but still was or wait isn't it also brendan christensen no no i know no. it was odette annabelle wasn't it that's all i know well you're thinking of one called stillborn that stillborn he yes is that the one that had the beautiful um crib i have no idea it did Maybe. I don't know. This film reminded me of another film that I recently saw, which I told Chad. I saw this by myself. It's called Halloween Party. It's on Amazon Prime. And the movie is these kids are uh, living in this hospice and they all have some kind of uh, deformity. And the deformity is called like the balloon, like balloon disease, where they have like the enlarged parts on top of their face no no it's like i'm sure they made it up yeah well balloon babies is what they're they're called balloon babies in the film okay and (sighs) these balloon babies they all committed suicide and they had a pact they fucking come back sounds amazing already no the movie it was so unexpectedly good yeah i really enjoyed the film but the film reminds me so much and it has like high ratings on amazon prime i'm not really one for ratings but i'm like okay there's no one like barely recognizable in this film i think everyone is just like a regular person and obviously low budget like but it's a pretty good film and it's set it's (laughs) the people get like an email and the email is like 
a witch, very 8-bit looking, you know, very old school. And she's like moving her little head and it's like, what are you afraid of? And they have to put what they're truly afraid of. Kids? It will not work. The people that email gets sent to. It's kind of okay. like a randomly gets sent to different people one at a time. Not like in a plethora. Mm-hmm. Not like a Bloody Mary. What is it? Um, when you like a chain. Not like a chain. Urban ledgers. Not like, yeah, not like that. Um, it just goes to randomly one person. But anyway, so the kids are, have this deformity and the, the freaking hospital's all fucked up and, um, it's all fucked up. And then you come to see that the freaking kids mean they're coming through the computer and they're killing people. And it's like a whole thing. But that part of where it's like people that have deformities and all that, it was reminded me of this film because of the whole like weird, very weird how they came up to that. So if you like this film, we recommend some other films that you may or may not have already seen and or some that we've actually done, uh, probably one of them, a podcast on. So we're going to go with The Dark Half. Yep. Um, which we did do a podcast on. Um, there's two TV shows. Yeah, you've got the uh, the Tales from the Crypt episode called The Ventriloquist Dummy with uh, Bobcat Goldthwait and Don Rickles. That one uh, is a favorite of mine. I've always loved that one. It's a really good one. Um, then we have uh, Humbug, uh, X-Files. Yep. That was the like second season of that? Yeah, second season of X-Files. And then, of course, we already mentioned this film, uh, Basket Case. Yeah, Basket Case is in there. And then <laughs> I've heard someone else say that there's a movie called I, Madman that is similar to this in principle. Okay. But I haven't seen that one, so I can't say. And uh, Carrie, you're still, what is it called? The Unborn. The Unborn. Yeah, that one's uh, got Gary Oldman and Idris Elba in it, I believe. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. So it, it was, I've seen that one. It's it's pretty good. It's uh, more of a like a Jewish demon. You don't see a lot of the... No, I'm thinking of something totally different. Okay. With Adet Annabelle. I... Well, we're going to say maybe look out for that one. May or may not have something to do with... Yeah, uh, The Unborn is like from 2009. And... Yes, it was from 2009, uh, written by David S. Goyer. Oh, yeah. The guy did like The Dark Knight and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the same one. That's the same one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know it had anything to do with Judaism. Yeah. I don't know how many knives to give this film. Uh, I'm... Three and a half out of five. I know you said four, but... There we go. We threw an extra, ni- an extra knife out of there just to the craziness. <laughs> because it's just, it's too hard on a scale of one to four. It's, it is difficult to rate. I'm going to rate half of me. The front side of me is going to rate it. <laughs> uh, three knives. The back side of me is going to rate it four. one and a half knives. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> for for a combo of four knives. My math is really bad, so don't do the math on that. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm going to give this movie a no knife rating. Not that it's a no. I'm not going to give it a rating. There you go. Because I don't know. When you see the movie, maybe you'll be able to feel what I feel because it just blew my mind. But is it because it's just so terrible that it's amazing? Or is the movie pretty good? You know, I don't know. Will I ever know is the question. I remember. I enjoyed myself. And that is... That would be fun to watch a little tipsy. Oh, for sure. Or with just a, a group of people. I would have yes. liked to have seen this with you and, and you know, whole, or... The whole... The whole group would have been fun, too. A whole group... Because you just would have, like, looked at each other through the parts with your hands up going, 
The part where Gabriel's fighting, there are some scenes when you're able to see that Emily is asleep. The yeah. front, she, they're, I mean, they're the same body. So Carrie had some issues with how the face looked. I was okay with it because I thought either they deep faked her face on there or they made like a silicone, like a, not an imprint, but like a mask of her face and the contortionist is wearing it on the backside of her face, kind of like, you know, I didn't with hate the. it, but it just looked like. And that's a reason for why her hair was so long to cover that stuff. Because if her hair was shorter, you would be able to be your eye would be able to catch it more. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of reasons, and I think the way that they did the clothing, yeah, because of the shadows, cool. her hair, everything. It was. This is kind of like the Jaws of horror movies because it's not really until the end of the movie that you really find out, like the monster, like. Well, you see the monster, but it's not what you think it is. Exactly. So that's what makes it for me. There's a piece of it that's then that's the piece that brings it together. You're like, holy shit, I would have never fucking thought this was going to be it. <laughs> it's the oh shit. And the way Gabriel emerged, I was a little comical. And the cop, the female detective was pretty comical. She threw in a sloth Goonies reference. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I love that. She's like, so we're looking for sloth from the Goonies. Great. Yeah. She she had a good comedic effect on it. Oh, um, can I do a second part that was my favorite? But this is going to be really fast. No, I'm just like, okay, what? It's, it's, and it, I think it's everyone's favorite part of the film. When she ultra healed herself in the end and closed up her own fucking skull. That was my favorite part too. In the end where... Oh yeah, it just like perfectly... Sealed itself. And that's like the supernatural <laughs> part of it. Yes. Again, like why do they have... Just because it's a parasitic twin... Why do they get to have supernatural powers? Because well, you know. we said in the sci-fi films, you know, you they he's probably in that part of the brain that is able to awaken those kind of things like telekinesis and shit like that or moving fucking electricity, you know. He has those kind of powers. Or maybe they're literally using the whole totality of their brain because it is, you know, two things in there. When it comes to brain shit, I feel like that's when you're able to do all kinds of crazy shit because it's such an unknown thing. No one uses the full, you know, percentage of their brain. So it's kind of like an unknown thing of like, what could you accomplish? Probably maybe the closest people have ever like crazy invent like Albert Einstein, you know, like crazy fucking like, what the hell? He had nothing and he was able to do amazing things. He probably had a larger brain great capacity, education. you know. Exactly how you, you know, cut the three sticks and then you're like freaking Albert Einstein. But <laughs> I meant like, what? you can't count three sticks. Oh, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> this has gone just like Malignant, totally insane. This is our insane podcast with our special guest, Carrie. Hi. And so you, how many knives do you give it again? I'm going to give it three. I didn't get to give mine because you cut me off. <laughs> oh, well, we're, it's all about our guests now. Yes. Just tell me what your rating was again. I've made it out of, I said three and a half out of five. Okay, three and a half out of five. It was pretty entertaining. It was very entertaining. And I'm a pretty critical critic. <laughs> no, she's not. Okay, we're we're gonna say she is, but she's not. That's a whole. I other could have podcast. very easily gone like, "What the f is this? This is so stupid." I think I could have easily gone that way. I feel like you could have, but this film has a very, to me, it has a very eighties. 
feel to it in some, in some parts, degree, yeah. in some degree. And I think that that's, there was something about it that told me, I think Carrie really, she's going to like this film. <laughs> Because you it's guys so crazy me to go see it. Because I do not like the supernatural kind of, um, what is it, taking over? Yeah, you don't like any possession, possession or anything like that. Kind of, that's, that's you don't not... even like ghosts unless it's like Patrick Swayze. Like you're not. Uh, hello. You're not. You're not into <laughs> any of that. But yes, I I was. I told Chad once. You know, I was. He told me you had gone and seen, and I was like. Oh my God, either she's going to call us within the next like 20 <laughs> minutes saying, uh, I couldn't do it. I had to get the fuck out of there or she's going to make it through. And we were literally waiting. We yeah. were like, Oh, nine the o'clock. First, okay. Nine yeah. 17, nine 35. She hasn't called us yet. Let's the call first her. 20 minutes where my heart was beating a little fast. And then after that, it's like, Whoa. So you gave it three out of four. Yeah. I'll give it three out of four. Okay. All right. Well, everyone has their, their thing. I think we, it, we give it a high rating overall yeah. average. Totally worth seeing. See it in a group. Have a little cocktail. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Have a party. Or or maybe don't have a cocktail because I was drunk at the end of the movie. Like I was like, well, I, I felt like I had drank like three fucking like, I was like, what is going on? I don't even know. Who am I? I don't even know who I am anymore because it left me so dumbfounded. I do want the vinyl though. I, I already knew that right away. I was I shazammed like three songs during the movie. Care. <laughs> Anywho, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Jump Scare, the horror podcast. Stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.